Shut up and sit down. Hi, I'm Corbin. And I'm Katie. And we are the, the Vagabonds. Two best friends adventuring through the world of lady stuff, one episode at a time. We don't give medical advice, and we don't seek for anyone other than ourselves. We're just recording conversations we'd be having at bars anyway. What up? Oh, hi there. Hi, friends. What are you two doing here? Oh, you know. We're taking a brief re- reprise from the residency trail, interview trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has, have you have you both had uh, fruitful journeys around the country, or at least the Midwest? Well, we won't know until March if they've been fruitful. Well, I, I, I mean, feel like they've been fruitful. A delayed harvest. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yeah, it's that been good. such an Iowa thing to say. I appreciated it. A delayed Thanks. harvest. We've been sowing our seeds. We'll see if... We're the, sowing them we'll all if, over the place. Really? I mean, you only need one, but, you know... Yeah, you you need more than that to guarantee your one. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I mean, it's you been know. fun to look around and see what there is out there. And yeah, I have learned about myself though, which I'm not surprised at all that I do not. Okay, so I don't mind driving by myself. Like I don't mind driving to all these places, and I've driven a lot. I haven't flown anywhere yet, but I do not enjoy like sightseeing by myself. Mm. like if i'm by myself like i will not go explore a city because it just like makes me so uncomfortable to be by myself to like to do that like i can sit at home by myself and i'm totally fine but like to go out in public and like try to figure things out without another person to like balance my extrovertedness it just like drives me crazy Mm. the bummer part about traveling so much is that really i'd never have that much time in a given place that's true i don't you know like i don't have time to look around the city really yeah I did get lucky and I got to stay with my aunt for like a few days, which was awesome because I haven't seen my cousins forever. Yeah, um, that was in uh, and Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. Dirty, dirty Murdy. Nice weather, it looked like. Saw yeah, some pictures. Yeah, it was like actually warmer than I thought. It was kind of windy, but we went to the beach and the, the water was really warm. So Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. And I took my cousins out of school because I'm a badass. <laughs> I was like, let's play hooky. They're like, what's hooky? And I was like, yes. Let me explain. You will learn. <laughs> what a bad influence. But because their mom, so my aunt, their mom, she yeah. always, li- she lives in South Carolina. So like she's, and she's lived there since college. So she was always like the bad influence on us because she would come home and get us all riled up and then she could leave and she didn't have to deal with it. That's how I, yeah, that's how I roll. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that to your kids then because... Yeah. <laughs> because you did it to us but it's the best yep but yeah anyway well good i was here if anybody cares holding down the fort holding down the fort making sure that things were getting picked up and put back down where they belong someone's got to keep those med students in line yeah that's what i had to my job (laughs) (laughs) so i don't remember if we talked about this yet but i took i recently took step two cs um, which is like one of our board's exams. And clinical skills. Yeah, it's clinical skills. It's like with the fake patients and stuff. And uh, Maddie and I went out to celebrate afterwards, and we were at Big Grove, which is a brewery here in Iowa City, and there was M3s there, and they're like, oh, is this what M4 year is like? And I just like lifted my beer up, and I was like, yep, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> in between traveling, you actually get to do stuff. Yeah, man. But yeah. How is CI, how is uh, clinical skills? Oh God, it's just like so it, bore. Like, so many of our listeners will know 
what this is. But for those who don't, it is a test that you pay a lot of money for to go to yeah, like another thirteen hundred dollars. It's ridiculous. Another state. There's uh, only five places in the country that offers this stupid test. Right, and you so you travel to the state, and you are and during the test you see a number of twelve. Twelve. That is the number. <laughs> 12 uh, <laughs> people, actors, pretending to be patients, and you have your, and they uh, analyze your your clinical skills, things like, you know, everything from like being compassionate to uh, taking the blood pressure right, right? Yeah, essentially. Essentially. Most people do pretty well on it. But it's like... So it's time, so you don't have very much time to do all this crap, and then it's just, like, exhausting because you kind of have to be, like, on the whole time, mm. and I don't know. It's just, and it's so many, and you, like, so you, like, do your patient encounter, and then you write your note, and then you, like, have to go right to the next one, and it's just, like, 12 times in a row, and it's just so much, I don't know, whatever. Do you get a break for lunch? Yeah. You get two, three breaks. So you do three, then take a break, then do three, then break for lunch, then do three, then take a break, and then do your last three. Oh. Which it goes by fast, but like, it's just like exhausting. The controversial part of the test is that everybody does, pr- pretty much everybody does well. Yeah, it's pass fail. It is pass fail, but uh, almost everybody passes. Um, a few people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but the argument is that it's an expensive time-consuming test for something that catches only a few people yeah who might need some work so i don't know that's the controversy um at least among medical students yeah and like is it that they need work on clinical skills or they need work on how to take clinicals you know like step two cs yeah exactly (laughs) you know right so that's a question too yeah well, if I get, I, I suppose if it kept people out of medicine who should be kept out of medicine, then it's good. Then it's good. I, it's just but, unclear that that's what it does. But the yeah. thing is, you take it in your fourth year, so like you've already had exposure to like a bunch of patients that you could have like potentially been terrible to for a whole year already. <laughs> well, you know, better late than never. I guess. I guess I don't know. Whatever. But if you fail it, you don't get kicked out of med school. You just take it again. Yeah, for another thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. You don't really don't want to fail it. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't found out if I've passed or yet, but passed or failed yet, but hopefully. I suspect you're fine. You know. I'm just going to, I'm going to guess that Thank that's you. the case. I mean, I hope so. I, I, it, like, like, like everybody passes, really so, you know, it's not that hard. It's just. Yeah, it went way faster than I thought. Okay, so does anybody else have any uh, catching up with each other to do? Mm-mm. No. Okay, so. We are, we're officially caught up. We're ready? Yep. Okay, so today, um, did you guys hear about the Miss Peru uh, beauty pageant contest thingy um, that's been in the news no nope. it's, it's making nas- international news because um, there's a portion of the show where the women um, it's kind of like you know like the synchronized portion where they all have to like do they all kind of dress the same and, like do the same thing and so they come up and apparently they usually read their measurements <laughs> as in their body measurements which is just so ridiculous I like can't even handle it but anyway but that happens in every pageant i don't know it doesn't miss peru apparently i don't know if it happens in like miss usa wow i'm not sure but the thing that they did that was really cool is that instead the um women would come up they would you know they say their name or like what province or um whatever they're from 
And then instead they said, my measurements are, and then stated facts such as these. More than 70% of all women suffer street harassment. Mm. 13,000 girls are victims of sexual abuse in Peru. More than 25% of Peruvian girls and teenagers are abused in their schools. So they... This was a certain group of them or a certain... I think it was, yeah, a certain group of them. But quite a a few. Um, But yeah, so... As a protest. Yeah. It wasn't like... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And actually, interesting... We'll get into this, but a protest backed by the TV network that broadcasts the competition. Oh. So this was like a pretty... um, it wasn't like they were just doing this on their own. Like, they were, had lots of people behind them. Nice. Um, but, yeah. So, first of all, I think that's cool that they shared their platform or they use their platform to share something that's terrible. Um, second, I think that the fact that they're expected to read their measurements on international television is ridiculous. Um, and third, I think it's interesting... Um, especially given like what's happening in American celebrity news right now. Yeah. Are there any um, big actors left who haven't (laughs) sexually, apparently sexually harassed anybody? I don't know. Uh, Probably not. Tina Fey. I don't know. Haven't heard anything bad about her yet. No. Um, Anyway. um, So actually that's kind of like where they got the inspiration, I think, for this. Um, Because in the art, so this is surprise prize from an NPR article. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I heard about it from multiple different places, but I got like my, they interviewed um, one of the uh, TV network executives about it. And so that's like where I'm getting a lot of my information. But so actually it came from all the stuff that's going on right now, like in the world politics about sexual harassment and sexual violence against women and just like violence against women in general. Um, and that's kind of what like, they're like, okay, this needs to stop. We need to draw attention to this. And like, they're kind of using a momentum that's already started, which I think is good. Um, I mean, obviously this, these things should never happen, but if it, but we need to use what's happening right now and use that momentum to like make a change. That's actually going to keep going. Um, so they use stats from the, I just thought this was interesting, from the Ministry of Women and Vulnerable Populations in Peru, which how cool is it that they actually have a ministry that's devoted to those two things? Yeah. I that think cool. like America would never have that. No, man. It's, I don't know. Anyway. You know, the, 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 I think that this whole movement is amazing. Um, unfortunately... I don't think it's unprecedented. Uh, like it, that has never happened before? Yes. Yeah, I agree. This mm-hmm. has happened. This sort of thing has happened a few times. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it's it happening now has the benefit of things like social media and the internet and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff to spread the word. But, you know, for instance, you know, way back when, uh, what, in the 80s or something, Anita Hill was... But she was she accused a U.S. Supreme Court nominee, Clarence Thomas. Yeah, Clarence oh, Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Yeah, um, who was her boss at the United States Department of Education and the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. He's, she accused him of sexual harassment, and in the end, he still got. He, you say he still was he a Supreme Court still, justice. Still, I mean, nothing happened. You know, there yeah. was a big. It was a big foo-fra. Um, in the media, and um, I mean, same with our president. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, part of me is very disillusioned. You yeah. know, who can't, because 
society is chock full of men who assault women and still continue to have positions of power. But I'd like to think right now, though, is kind of a one of those times in history where people are just so frustrated that they're ready to make things change. Mm-hmm. Of course, the more pessimistic side of me also thinks that there's enough people who are resistant to change, you know, who, because they feel threatened right now, they are resistant to any form of change, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether it seems... I feel like right now there's people in in society who will basically hear a, like, left-wing idea, which, you know, this shouldn't be a left-wing idea, but it typically comes from, you know what I mean, the left, Mm -hmm. um, and just be automatically against it. Because we're so polarized in society right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though when you think about women's rights and the importance of them and, you know, women becoming victims of sexual assault and all that. but Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, but there's also plenty of people out there who are just sort of apathetic about the whole thing, which, yeah, that's yeah. True. you know, it's like, well, uh, this doesn't happen to me or this doesn't happen to people I know. Or, right. Which, which I, I, mean, I would, I would whole, almost guarantee you too. Right. Yeah. Well, Hashtag. I would almost guarantee you that the people who are apathetic about it are men <laughs> or yeah. I mean, I suppose there are women out there who have never had anybody say, or they think they don't, or they think they haven't been harassed. Or that's whatever. what I've heard actually to go a little bit off topic like a lot of people a lot of women in my life who think that they don't need to be feminist or don't they hate feminists or they don't need feminism are people who don't understand one that what feminism has given them and two they like don't they don't see the microaggressions that happen to them every single day as part of something that feminism works against right well and um so actually there's a really interesting commentary on this so Tignataro has a tv show on amazon it's called one mississippi and it's like semi like pseudo autobiographical it's not really about her but it is kind of about her and there is like a storyline about she's a radio host and her producer and then the boss at the radio station where they work masturbates in front of her yeah and um you know she like brings it up the ladder and you know is basically dismissed more or less in like a way that's like we're gonna deal with this internally you know sort of mm-hmm. pseudo taking it seriously not really but they're much like the npr executive uh this week who oh um, yeah is also in trouble for doing these sorts of things over many right. many years in many positions mm-hmm. yeah well, and you know, it's like they, I, I feel like the situation, you know, without spoil, I re- highly recommend the series. Actually, it's really good. But, uh, um, you know, the big boss over this guy who um, committed the sexual assault is like, what? I mean, did you try to leave? Did you, you know, <laughs> oh that kind of thing. And so, you know, it's all those types of things that happen and just, that, um, that just, and right. people don't. It's kind of like gaslighting, like, I mean, kind of. It's like a lot of victim blaming. Part of me gets the whole, like, especially when it, okay, so I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to get real with you here. Part of me gets the whole questioning thing about like, well, did you leave? Did you move? Did you try to prevent? What did you do to try to prevent this? Part of me gets that because I am male and I have choices 
that maybe that person, that other person doesn't what do you, in that situation. So like, like you have well, these things don't happen to me. These things, and number one, these things don't happen to me as far as I know. Yeah. These things don't happen to me. And so it's kind of puzzling to me. It's a little bit puzzling. It would be, not to me personally, but it would be a little bit puzzling to me who, if I didn't, if I wasn't somebody who was aware of such things going on, it would be a little bit puzzling to me. Like, well, you could have left. You, you didn't. Yeah. That doesn't mean, to, you know, in, in those yeah. people, the people who think, I'm putting this very badly, but the people who think that way aren't thinking of it in terms of victim blaming. They're doing it anyway, but they're not thinking of it in terms of victim blaming. They're thinking of it in terms of, well, you know, if I put my hand on a stove, I would pull it away. And right. It's right. Hot but I, I mean, but it's because there are people who have power so like here's the yeah so the thing is like which i totally get your argument and i think that yes you're right it's like a problem of not being able to empathize with another person it's a lack of perspective yeah but yeah the thing that people need to realize is that number one so it's called fight or flight for a reason so like if you are in a place where you are like something is happening to you you either like go away or you fight it or a lot of people like freeze up which is like a totally normal response you know like stay still as possible right mm-hmm. okay so like if something's happening to you and you can't leave then yes it makes sense yeah Second, and whatever their response is it's their response exactly so it's correct and at the time like you're not thinking through the logic of every single right. thing that you're doing it's Second, like freezing you're freezing in the headlights it's not a thing that you reason out it's a thing right. that your body does right and second, if women left every single career or job that they had been sexually harassed in, they would yeah. not work. Yeah. That's the other thing is that like, okay, yes, TV executive who's asking me if I left while someone was masturbating into a plant. No, I can't leave because unlike you who has power over this entire TV station, I would not have a job if I left. Right. Like yeah. they don't understand the power position of like when your boss is doing something that is the person who can fire you and if their boss is doing it then they're not going to get fired for you reporting it which is why i mean when the whole harvey weinstein right. stuff came out that was why he was getting it because he was such a powerful man in right. hollywood that these women knew that he could ruin their careers yeah. if they said anything about exactly. it exactly and you know people i will also say how could you keep working with this person it's like i have to keep working with right. this person and if women you know stopped working in areas where they were you know victims to this kind of thing they wouldn't work anywhere because yeah. they're victims to this in every space exactly and okay so the other thing i wanted to say was first of all we kind of talked about me too but i just want to hit on it again so me too is not something new so me too like started a while ago um actually started from a woman of color who started this and she's like come out and talked about i wish i had her name right now but i don't but she's come out and talked about how she's kind of glad that this is like getting more press and she's like she she doesn't seem to be upset that it's like kind of getting co-opted into what's happening because she's glad that like people are talking about it um period um second there's been like these trending hashtags that um i don't remember exactly what the hashtags are but one of them is it's like of guys being like i did this and i didn't realize i was doing it at the time and i'm sorry essentially it's like obviously shorter than that but it's like essentially that which i think is cool that guys are like realizing that what they do is like is this um because like the only way to stop is to like realize what you're doing right yeah i'll be honest with you it's got me thinking about some of the things that i did in my younger days right you know i thought was just what you did yeah and then there's also one that's like talking about how like 
you can like step in if you see these things happening and i i'm trying i wish i could remember what the names of them are i'll look them up real quick but um the name of the person who started it 10 years ago is tarana burke thank you yes 10 years ago um i just saw and i didn't read the article but since we're talking about it i saw on npr i think that there's a hashtag in france um and it's the original hashtag is in french which i don't speak french but um or at least not only un peu as <laughs> as, our, as we learned as we un learned peu. Un peu. um moi aussi uh it's a uh, hashtag out your pig oh yeah oh. yeah yeah well um so that's another thing so there uh became a trending hashtag from this miss peru thing and it's mis mediadis mis medidas son is that right medidas yeah medidas um which what does it mean oh my my measurements are that's what it means yeah so it was like this hashtag that came from the way that they said these statistics and now it's like trending and um because there was also they talked about in the article there's also a a news story that came out where it was basically like you know there's like all these news stories that are coming out like sexual harassment sexual assault domestic violence all this stuff and it was like a hashtag it was something about peru i'm gonna you should just can you read that the blue one peru país de violar oh violaradores so violadores violadores so peru país de violadores (laughs) (laughs) which means um Peru, country of violators. It says it right after rapists. I mean, essentially, yeah, same thing. Anyway, so that never came up in my high school Spanish courses. I'm sure it didn't. Um. Okay. So anyway, the moral of the story is that it's not just America that this stuff is all like blowing up in. The other thing um, that was interesting was that so because this was at a beauty pageant, some people have mixed feelings about the uh the way that this happened so uh regina limo was quoted she's a, a feminist columnist at the a website called utero.pe which is peru's like dot com um and she said that she thinks it's a positive step to offer up the statistics on national tv but was conflicted over the pageant which she says is usually a superficial event that reinforces unrealistic social expectations that burden women and then she also drew um a distinction and she said these women didn't die by themselves she believes that the conversation must focus on who killed them and why they died not just on the statistics so which i think is interesting um and i think this is like something that the me too hashtag also didn't do a great job of is it kind of like makes the victim the person who's in the spotlight whereas really they're not the ones doing anything wrong and it should be the perpetrator who's in the spotlight don't you think that's a very practical matter of you know the person the person who did it isn't going to come out and say well you know. i mean i think that well i think the so, weinstein thing is like helping change this actually i think the problem with this is when we have these conversations right like i agree that this is a problem with met like this is a problem with the people the aggressors if you will mm-hmm. um and me too doesn't address that and like you said is it a practice is it more practical sure does it mean that we can't keep pushing for men right. to become the like you know ones who are 
like the ideal is that we focus on the men as the or whoever right. as the aggressor sure, right, sure. The aggressor. and yeah no I, I what we have yeah. right now is the me too campaign right. like you know right. that's well i saw some, a tweet that by somebody who said wouldn't it be interesting is if instead of all the women who had been assaulted tweeting me too it was all the men who had ever been doing the assaulting and then we would really recognize the scope of the problem like i feel like me too everyone was like oh my gosh i had no idea like so many women are affected like this but okay yeah that's like not a surprise to anybody who's ever had this happen to them whereas like i think if people if men how were self-aware enough to realize that they were doing it or the aggressors if you will were self-aware enough to realize that they were doing it and like they all came out and said you know i think that's never gonna happen but i think it's like a good way to think about it or that, taught like, to think about yeah you know not right ta- taught to think about what are my actions you know what i mean right. how do like, my actions affect other how people? do i affect yeah. other people right. yeah uh i mean our next episode i'm going to talk a little bit about intimate partner violence but as a teaser i mean there's a lot of programs right now in place for like the perpetrators of intimate partner violence to be you know rehabbed Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know focusing so much on the victim which Mm -hmm. i think makes a lot of sense yeah it does i agree i was gonna go going back to the the thing about yeah like yes the me too or the the Peruvian uh, beauty pageant mm-hmm. is a beauty pageant, and that in itself is kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I actually want to do an episode on because one of my friends was um, in a lot of beauty pageants, and mm-hmm. I will, like kind of want to interview her and see what she has yeah. to say about it. Well, I, I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, it's actually really it, it's potentially really effective because after right. all. The people who are sitting down viewing this beauty mm-hmm. pageant could be among those who are part of the problem. Yeah, they're like the people who need to hear it most. Kind and of. when else are you going to get that moment to basically hold their feet to the fire and say, this is what's happening? And, right. you know, yeah, I mean, the only way it could have been better if they had said, you know, you know, X million girls, blah, blah, blah. And you did this. Yeah. You, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit too in your face. Right. Probably for the message to be heard, but. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I was, I wanted to go back to was like the whole, like we're kind of, we're all kind of cynical about if this will actually change. But the thing that kind of actually makes me a little bit optimistic about this is that Weinstein was fired. Kevin Spacey has been fired from, by Netflix. Yeah. Um, which I mean, that is like a whole other can of worms too, because he like assaulted minors. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's even... like it's a whole other thing. And then he came out to oh he yeah, like, yeah, quote right. unquote came out, but also basically said that you can choose to be gay, which also pisses me off. Like the way that he came out, he said like I choose to live my life as a gay man, but like he said in his like coming out thing that he like has had relationships with men and women, but you don't choose to be gay. Like it's by erasure, and it's like very much like a. choice thing which is like not how a majority of the people that i've talked to feel about like being gay well and also he like basically tried to erase the fact that he was assaulting minors yeah which is just such bullshit yeah well fortunately it it hasn't worked his stupid efforts yeah Uh, boy but uh, this is my point is i'm glad that these companies are firing these people because unless they have actual consequences for their action actions there nothing's gonna happen but there have been 
few consequences and hopefully there will this will gain momentum and there will be more consequences here's the thing though <clears throat> the fact that it took so long for i mean these none of these things were unknown to people no um the npr executive uh donald trump um weinstein weinstein um you know spacey everybody knew yeah that these things were a problem but nobody did anything about it until it became just about impossible to ignore it. And so I, I have to say, I don't share the optimism. I think that the only reason that these things happened um, for Spacey, the NPR guy, mm -hmm. all these other people, is that people could no longer afford to right. ignore it. The political climate right now is such that, or that the social climate right now is such that it's risky to do that. There's a there is a groundswell of support. I think it's I, I hope it's permanent, but you know yeah. these things come and go. Well, and yeah. there in many cases they were about to be reported in the news anyway, and so suddenly it was time to go. Oh, yeah, hell crap! I we didn't handle this well. We we'll we'll do better. Yeah. Um, it is interesting though because I, gosh, I wish I could remember what. And I was... let me I mean, before you do that, let me point out that, you know, if we, you know, look at our president as somebody who has um, said terrible things about women, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Still has a job. Right, right, I know. Still is backed by the people who, you know, feel already feel ambivalent about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be hopeful. It really is. Yeah. But, I mean, I kinda, Which I'm not, like, completely optimistic. I'm just saying... Am I the being fact a downer? that these sorry, people are getting downer. fired, like, yeah. makes I think me feel just, a little bit better. I think it should just inspire us to keep working towards yeah. that. And that's... And because, you know, if you believe the arc of, you know, history bends towards justice or whatever, um, but I think it only bends towards justice if we make it bend towards justice, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And... It's not like you could give up. It's not like you can say, well, you know... Yeah. This is so hard. It's and, you we're know, not going to do it. All the, you know, people out there who are harassing people, wake up, mm -hmm. realize what you, you know what I mean? And like, start thinking about what you do every and, day. Like, what are you, yeah. what are your actions? Like, how are they being perceived? And, you yeah. know, women don't owe men affection. They don't owe you attention. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. also, like, bystanders, I think we need to be better as bystanders at, like, calling out and saying, like, this is not okay when we see it. And it's, like, for me, it's really hard between, like, the whole Iowa nice thing and, like, the Midwest of, like, I don't want to, like, get, that's, like, other people's business. Like, I don't want to get right. involved in that versus, like, I'm obviously, like, a dyed-in-the-wool feminist and, like, that's not okay no matter who's saying it and, like, at any point. And, like, I will yell at people if I need to, but, like... It's, like, really hard for me to, like, do that when I'm out in public. And I it's, like, people I don't know. Yeah. But I should, right? Yeah. Like, because that's not okay. I think this is this is kind of, like, a side tangent. But I've encountered a male before who he's never, like, he, like, would say, like, I really don't understand the whole my body, my choice thing. <laughs> and I'm, like, in the sense, I was, like, it's because you're not reminded every day that your body doesn't belong to you. Right. It's, like, when, you know, men grab at you, like 
your body is public property or they right. make comments about your body like it's something to be commented on, like it's a piece of public art like women are reminded every day that our body belongs to society and not to us so right. like that's it you know that's an important statement for us that it's my body my choice it doesn't just you know what i mean mm-hmm. like for men it's granted that yeah anyway sorry that was a no i like it it's relevant though because it's all part of the message you know like, yeah like you don't get to just stand in front of a door and right. you stand stand up in front of us tell us your body measurements twirl around yeah, wear, right. a, wear a swimsuit you know yeah yeah it's all part and parcel of the same the same thing plus i'm gonna grab your ass mm-hmm. and but, you oh know. yeah speaking of dirty old men Freaking George H.W. Bush. Can we just talk about that for a hot second? Like, legit, his PR people have come out and been like, oh, yeah, he always tells dirty jokes to women and then pinches their butts. Like, and we're just kind of like, didn't say sorry. We're just like, this is how it is. No, that's not okay. First of all, okay, can I just point out that when I was in high school, one of my friends in high school grabbed my butt and what did I, I like turned around and slapped him like very hard. Like it like, I didn't even think about it. Like it was just a reaction and I like don't usually advocate violence, but I feel like that is a perfectly acceptable response. Like if you are not, you were assaulted. if you are like touching my body in a way that like is not okay and is not consensual, then I'm going to touch your body in a way that's not okay and not re- consensual because like that is not okay and great i'm not like this is not me saying that like everyone should because like i said earlier like everyone's response is different but it's also saying that like we should be able to because fuck you like that's not okay this makes me so mad anyway i had a different response to when my butt was grabbed in a public place i was in high v and some dude grabbed my butt which is high v is like the grocery store yeah we've talked about your love of high v on this podcast and um yeah he grabbed my butt and then i went through all of the like typical like emotions that mm-hmm. our women are told we're supposed to feel like at first i was embarrassed and i felt like it was my f- you know i felt embarrassed yeah. about it and i was like wait a second and then i realized like i'm like wait a second that guy grabbed my butt he like he should be embarrassed yeah <laughs> he definitely like, should that's how ingrained the patriarchy is. Yeah. Even like someone who's feminist like me and who's educated still feels embarrassed when some dude grabs her ass in a public place. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the patriarchy. Yep. It's stupid. Everyone knew, for instance, that Harvey Weinstein was like a dirty old man. And, yeah. But um, I was, and I wish I could remember, I think I was listening to a podcast maybe or something. Um, and they're talking about how the reason why everyone knew was because women will tip each other off. Oh, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, to the fact like, hey, this yeah. guy's a creep. You need to stay away from oh, him. Oh, this is another And thing that's I how we survive, like, in those places. Like, yeah. Same thing with the NPR guy. You know, like, uh, young employees were based, young female employees were mm-hmm. basically warned, you know, stay away. And this, okay, this is a thing. This is, like, another thing I want to talk about is that, so... There's like, okay, with like Weinstein, like a lot of these like actresses have come out and said like, well, I, it was like when I was like meeting with him in private or like I met with him for dinner and like an assistant was there and then they left and like, that's whatever, you know, blah, blah. So like people are like, okay, well, like don't meet with these guys in private, which is like total victim blaming. And also this is like a very much like a Mike Pence thing of like, you're not allowed to meet with someone without someone else there because of this. How about dudes just stop being fucking creepy? Yeah. Yeah. Like first of all like having mentors like having male mentors as a female like advances your career just like having i think men should have female mentors i think that you can 
there's something to learn from all people and that that you should strive for those kind of relationships and that if you are not allowed to meet with someone of the opposite gender of you in a mentorship capacity that like that's not okay because that's like not equality and that's not okay and like people should stop making it fucking hard to do that like people need to stop being creepy stop assaulting people and actually have like a true mentorship relationship with someone in your field because that's how we all get better and there's no reason why I should feel like I need to bring my husband with me to business meetings like that's not okay and Mike Pence is stupid for thinking that you know what yeah like you should be able to handle your like yeah you if you can't separate your like business from like yeah this from the freaking men who say that hillary clinton couldn't be president because she couldn't control her emotions like right. fuck you you right. obviously cannot tr- control your emotions right. like uh. i think first of all i have two things one uh i'm just a ima- i just i'm constantly imagining all of the hollywood people who are currently all the hollywood men who are currently shitting their pants waiting yeah, for the other shooter i know that is awesome number two in the states where this is legal, <laughs> I think women should start bringing recorders with them. You know, start recording their meetings. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll see how far this goes. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Yes, I do. I think that would be an amazing movement mm-hmm. to uh, couple with yeah. it. Not all states. That's not legal in all states. Uh, right. But well, in many states, well, it's legal. Um, in, in many states, it's legal to record a conversation as long as one of the per- people, one consent. of the parties, consents yeah, to yeah, that recording. That's what I was going to say. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's to prevent like, the government from recording you yeah. and a third party, uh, or, that's or things what, like that. That's why that like Taylor Swift Kanye phone call thing was like in court, right? Because only one of them consented and right. whatever. Anyway. Um. But yeah. Okay. So. Well, we've made it through almost 40 minutes now, and we've only yelled a couple of times. Yeah. So. We're fired up. I'd say that's a win. <laughs> We're doing pretty good. I don't you know. You can email us at thevagabondspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, email us. Um, can- I had an idea because uh, I'm, I'm throwing this out there on the fly, but we'll see how. Um, so Thanksgiving's coming up, and I thought that since we spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about the stupid patriarchy and how much it's the worst and i thought it'd be fun to do a thanksgiving episode about why we love being women because i think that the the female or the feminine uh body actions present presentation get like you know they get a lot of uh flack there's a lot of critique you know even when women are trying to do something feminist they still get criticized by other feminists you know all kinds of stuff so i think it'd be cool to do a thanksgiving episode on why what you like about being a woman or a femme presenting person um so tweet at us or email us um so once again our email is the podcast at gmail.com and our twitter is at the vagabonds yeah instagram at the vagabonds pod yeah and so let us know what you like about being a femme presenting person all right all right. Uh, anything else? Later, skaters. Give us five stars on iTunes. Woo. Woo. Bye. Okay, bye.